4: Oh yes, it sure is. Here we go. Here we go. Comedy alive from the greatest country in the world. Broadcasting from the tippy top of the world-famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who didn't give Iran six billion dollars. Joe Biden did. And just a few short weeks later, they have used those funds and those researches to launch a historically deadly attack against our allies in Israel.
0: We have people in Washington that don't know what they're doing.
4: No, they do not. And the White House today going stone silent, calling a lid just moments ago. Biden will not be addressing the public. That was embarrassing. It really is. And there's a horrible situation unfolding in the Middle East. We're going to tackle it head on today on a very busy Monday. Texas Representative Wesley Hunt is going to be here to weigh in. And Tudor Dixon uh, will be responding to Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer, uh, who joined a chorus of left-wing Democrats refusing to condemn Hamas.
3: It's people with a dirty mind that think like that. No,
4: it's just garbage human beings. 888-788-9910 if you want to be a part of what is shaping up to be a very chippy week here on Fox Across America. The regular rules remain in place. You could be a Republican. You could be a Democrat, Libertarian, Independent. The only thing we ever ask is that you don't be a Seriously, don't don't be AOC. AOC is a dope. Okay, because the things we've heard out of the squad... About, you know, this being Israel's fault and, you know, the occupied lands and all of that. I mean, come on, man. Shut up. Will you shut up? Okay, if you want to know whose fault it is, straight up, okay, it's Joe Biden's fault. Bingo. Okay, and we'll get into all of that. 888-788-9910. It's the only rule on the show. I say it every day, okay, but on days like today especially, okay, you got to play good ball. Okay. We always say this is a you know, a port in the storm, a safe space for cool people, where if get on the air here, you don't have to agree with me, everything's gonna be fine and we're all gonna get along even if we don't agree. That's always the rule. Okay, but what's going on right now in the Middle East, number one, it's disgusting, but number two, it was completely and entirely avoidable. That's true. That is true. So as we get underway, understand this is you know, If you follow this show week in and week out, you know the deal. I'm shooting my stand-up comedy special this Friday, okay? It's a big deal. I'm in what would otherwise be a really good mood, locked in. I've got to get out to the Paramount and do that, and we've got to make it happen. Okay, but I don't know that there's anything I can say in front of a microphone that is going to compete with the absolute clown show that's coming out of this White House. Straight clownery. Let me give you the background on how we got to where we got And then we can go ahead and do a little old show. okay? and it's sad. okay? we've got at least twelve hundred people dead in Israel. At least nine Americans have been taken hostage. And let's start right there. Why are they taking Americans hostage? Oh, yeah, that's right. Because about a month ago, Joe Biden paid a six billion dollar ransom to Iran.
0: Biden is such a disaster.
4: Six billion dollars. And what did we say at the time? Hey, if you give them $6 billion to take Americans hostage, guess what they're going to do? They're going to take more Americans hostage. Okay, but now we come to find out through reporting from the Wall Street Journal that Iran not only carefully coordinated these attacks with Hamas, but they signed off on them as recently as a week ago. And when the White House starts telling you things like, Oh, there's no way! The $6 billion we gave to Iran went towards these attacks because that money's still in the bank accounts, frozen.
1: It's nothing more than white noise coming from the White House. When
4: people are arguing indirect points, okay, that's their way of telling you they're wrong. Okay, understand this. You could say, ah, oh, well, Iran still got the money. You know what you, they got? Yeah, great. Okay. But in what world does giving someone six? billion billion dollars not affect how they spend the other money they already had
3: i think he's got a point.
4: okay iran okay didn't do this before we gave them the six billion dollars they did it a few weeks
3: after he knows what he's talking about
4: why did they do it a few weeks after because they were flush with cash now these are not cheap attacks when you talk about the sophisticated weaponry hamas is the most well-funded terror group in the world But understand, it goes a step further than giving them money. Our energy policies here in this country have enriched our enemies around the globe. What do you think Russia's using to finance its war on Ukraine? They're using all the big increased oil profits. What do you think Iran is doing? Okay, when Donald Trump left office, Iran had $4 billion in cash on hand. Now under Biden, they've got $70 billion dollars biden sucks okay and they've got this notion of appeasement because biden has picked up where obama left off in trying to negotiate with iran a regime that chants death to america every time we give them more money okay when we gave them the six billion dollar ransom a a month ago what did we say in the white house we said wow don't worry they can only spend it on humanitarian aid only going to spend it on food and resources and what did the leader of Iran get on TV and tell the news? We'll spend it on whatever we want. Shut up. Okay, these are not people who respect us. These are not people who respect life. These are not people who respect the dignity of life. These are animals. Okay, I don't want to hear a word about, all oh, the occupied land in Israel and blah, blah, blah. So attack the troops. Okay, they didn't attack the troops. Okay, they attacked a rave. They attacked apartment buildings. They attacked women, they attacked little children, they bombed civilians. Okay, that is not war, that is terrorism. War is our troops fight your troops, and it's ugly, and it's hell, and it's awful. But when you're coming at the citizens, the unarmed citizens, okay, you are not doing so in the name of war. You are doing so in the name of some type of depraved, disgusting sickness. You are less than a human being if you think it is okay to do what hamas is doing you are the lowest form of life on earth okay but if there's any doubt over how we got to where we are okay let's be clear cuz we follow this story back in may of 2021 may of 2021 we ran a we ran a story on this show that they ran on foxnews.com state department officials acknowledged that the biden administration could not guarantee That the humanitarian aid meant to support Palestinian refugees would not be used to restock Hamas's military stockpiles. Yeah, we can give a terrorist regime money and say only spend it on food, but does that mean the terrorist regime is going to take our advice? The answer would be no. And who would know better than that but Obama, who gave them $50 billion in cash assets. Don't be thick, all right? Obama has been silent. He has not responded to the violence, to the bloodshed. Okay, because Obama knows damn well he played a role in enabling it to happen, appeasing Iran, emboldening Iran. Hey, here's some cash, Iran. Okay, Iran wants to do one thing. You know like a dog wants to chase a tennis ball? You throw a tennis ball, dog's going to run. Arrgh! Iran wants to kill Israel. That's what they want to do. And if they can get them out of the way, they'll come get us. That's what they want to do. So what did Obama do? What did Biden do? They gave them billions of dollars on their word that the dog would stop trying to chase the tennis ball. That's stupid. Use your common sense. Dumbest thing in the world. Okay, and understand, what did Biden do yesterday? Called a a lid at 11.34 in the morning. Okay, and then they had a barbecue at the White House. You know what he's doing today? They called a lid at 11.46 in the morning. They're off today because it's Indigenous Peoples Day. According to them, it's Columbus Day, according to most people. Okay, but understand that's what's going on in our White House. They're trying to avoid any accountability for what happened, telling you, we've got Israel's back. Yeah, but lo and behold, they're also financing what's going on in Hamas. So are they really looking out for Israel? No. What they're looking out for are their own asses because the political consequences of this would be immense. Just immense. Okay, let me give you some of this because it's, I mean, man, oh boy, oh man. It's horrible. Okay, here's. Anthony Blinken, okay, talking, being asked, okay, about how Iran has handled money in the past, what Iran has focused on in the past. We'll start at the tippy-top. Okay, Blinken yesterday, they trotted him out. He went on to meet the press. Let's start with his initial
5: initial claim, clip seven. Iran uh, and Hamas have a long relationship. Uh, Hamas wouldn't be Hamas without the support it's had from for many years from Iran. In this moment, we don't have... Um, anything that uh, shows us that Iran was directly involved in this attack and in planning it or in carrying out, but that's something we're looking at very carefully, and we've got to see where the facts lead. You ought to be ashamed of yourself.
3: Okay,
4: at this moment, we don't have any proof that Hamas and Iran had anything that...
0: <clears throat>
4: okay, you're opening a line. is everything you need to know. Iran and Hamas have a long relationship. Hamas wouldn't be Hamas. Without the support it's had from many years from Iran. And what is Hamas? He says Hamas wouldn't be Hamas. Oh, a terror group that bombs civilians, rapes women and children, kills them, drags them naked through the streets. That's who they are. Okay? That's what Iran does. They funnel the money over to Hamas and they go and blow stuff up. Okay? And he gets on TV and says, ah, we don't have any proof at this moment. I mean, other than the fact, you know that for years and decades they've been giving them, you know, all the resources they need to carry this out. We don't know that this particular time is why this is going on. I mean, come on.
6: This guy's a serious ass.
4: Okay, here's John Finer, Deputy National Security Advisor, clip eight.
7: In terms of Iran's involvement in the attack that began yesterday, that's obviously something that we're looking at very closely and something that we will continue to watch. Uh, it is too soon to draw any definitive conclusions. Uh, but Iran has been a longtime supporter Uh, of Hamas and has uh, a complete complicity in the capabilities that Hamas has built up uh, over time.
4: I mean, man.
7: You suck, you jackass. You know, it's obviously
4: something we're looking at very closely. We'll continue to watch. It's too soon to draw any definitive conclusions. You can't handle the truth. These are people that are more concerned, again, with the political cost to them than the toll it's taken on human lives and families over in israel okay they're trying to get out of the news cycle okay when the intensity and the the, you know the heat is so intense on this administration make no mistake about it like we we're the reason this happened okay some of the weapons being used against our allies in israel right now are the weapons left behind by joe biden in afghanistan And the fact that we left Afghanistan with our tail between our legs is what emboldened Russia to invade Ukraine. It's what emboldened China to encircle Taiwan. And yes, the fact that we gave Iran cash money, okay, is what has emboldened them to take on Israel. They know Obama, okay, they know Biden are the same guy, okay, and they know the press is so want to hold a Democratic president accountable when it comes to foreign policy mishaps. Here is Blinken, asked flat out about the reality that money is fungible. And what does that mean? What does that term fungible? Okay. It basically means this. Okay. If you have money in the bank, okay, that will affect how you use your other money. You have money in one, say you have money in checking, you have money in savings. You're like, well, we weren't going to write this check to take a vacation this month, but then we got out of bed and Biden put $6 billion in our savings. I guess we can write that, ki- that check out of checking now, okay? That's what's happening in Iran. Okay. They got $6 billion put into savings, so they went to work on spending money out of checking. That's what's going on right now. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. Here's Blinken forced to acknowledge that reality, clip nine.
2: What do you say about the argument that money is fungible? So Iran may have known this money is coming and used other funds to help fund this attack that
5: happened. Iran has, ha- Iran has unfortunately always used and focused its funds on supporting terrorism, on supporting groups like uh, like Hamas. Uh, and it's done that when there have been sanctions. It's done that when there haven't been sanctions. And it's always prioritized that. And again, I come back to the proposition that from these funds have always been under the law, available to Iran to use for humanitarian purposes. Straight clown stuff. Okay. Uh,
4: listen to the statement. Iran has unfortunately always used and focused its funds on supporting terrorism he straight up says that so seriously why the are we giving them money if iran has always used and focused its funds on supporting terrorism why the are we giving them money do you understand that's insanity Okay, but in this case, I come back to the proposition that from these funds, it's always been under the law. You know, the law says, yeah, hey-ho, people who always take their money and resources and fund terrorism, you know, blowing up buses and schools and apartment buildings, people who do that, okay, hey, 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 this time around— The law says you're only going to use this money on food. That's what it says. People who kill women and children and rape them and blow them up. Do you get what's going on right now? We're talking about weapons-grade stupidity in Washington. They gave Iran the money. They're openly admitting, well, Iran, all you do, you get money, they're just going to fund terrorism. And now in the next breath, they're going, hey, hey, ho, hey, we don't know that this time around they funded the terrorism. <laughs> I'm telling you because I care. There has never been a dumber time to be alive. And sadly, the dumbest of the dumb are running this place.
0: The country is being destroyed by stupid people, by very stupid people.
4: Jimmy Fallon.
3: Nice kid, but a little dumb. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon from the Fox News Podcasts Network.
2: Hey there, it's me, Kennedy. Make sure to check out my podcast, Kennedy Saves the World. It is five days a week, every week. Download and listen at
6: foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.
0: And let there be no mistake, the United States stands with the state of Israel, just we have from the moment the United States became the first nation to recognize Israel 11 minutes after its founding 75 years ago. Thank you very much.
2: Mr. President, was there uh, an intelligence failure in the lead-up to this attack?
4: And there's Biden just walking off. I mean, the United States stands with Israel. The United States doesn't even stand with the United States right now. It's embarrassing, okay? Understand that we have 7 million people crossing our border under Joe Biden.
0: You have no idea how to defend a nation.
4: Seriously, we don't know who those 7 million people are. And that's the 7 million we know of. Okay, that's not talking about the gotaways who have also gotten into this country. Many of whom do not come from Mexico or South America. They come from the other side of the world. Okay, so you understand People who want to do harm to this country, people who are on terror watch lists, people who sympathize with what went on in Jerusalem and in Israel over the weekend, are already living in this country. This could be a problem. It's a huge problem. Okay, they had a rally over the weekend right here in New York City. People, women and gays, supporting Hamas. Here's a news flash for you, okay? A woman or a gay person supporting Hamas is like a chicken supporting Popeye's. Okay, they're not in business with your best interest in mind. Okay, if you go over to Iran and tell them you're gay, you're getting lit on fire and thrown off the side of a building. Okay, understand that the people in this country are so oblivious to how good they have it and to just how barbaric the other side of the world happens to be. Okay, this again, they're not attacking military installations. This started with them blowing up a rave. Okay, they're blowing up apartment buildings. This is disgusting. And there are people in this country supporting it because we got a lot of garbage here. Okay, that's just the reality. But when you see the president call a lid yesterday and they have a barbecue at the White House for the staff, calls a lid today, you realize like they can't trust him on the world stage to speak in front of a microphone because they don't know what's going to come out of his mouth. Okay, and there's always the chance that it could be something that's pro Iran because if his speech is anything like his finances, Iran are ultimately going to be the biggest beneficiary in the long run. This guy is just garbage, man. Ugh.
6: His name is Jonathan, but you get the picture. We're going to bring it every single day. Whatever you want to call us, we'll respond to. We just want you to respond to what we're dishing out every day. And while you're here, we
3: hope you're subscribed to the podcast, like, subscribe, and share.
4: This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fela reachable to you, the listener. 888-788-9910. Brian Batten, lead off in Clarion, Pennsylvania. Yo, Brian.
7: Hey, Jimmy. It's good to talk with you. Boy, you are on point today, on fire. Bob and I are listening, and you blew me away, and Bob away, when you brought out the point that uh, the critics say that releasing the billions of dollars to Iran had nothing to do with it except it freed Iran now to use the money that it does have yep. you know to fund Hamas since they know that they're they're getting billions of dollars from us and i hope that the critics of that get that point that was just Brilliant. And I just have two quick other points. Thank you, buddy. I'm, I'm tired. So tired of hearing that. Oh, how could we miss this? Mm-hmm. Oh, how did our security information fail on this? And I put to you that they didn't fail. The agenda of the left is to break up. The Abraham Accords that President Trump so historically and profoundly helped bring together, mm-hmm. and they've upped the ante. Anti-Semitic comments from Talib and Omar and the, the far left is coloring the Biden administration, and I believe that they just pulled the blind down over the window when it comes to any sec- any security information that they might have known about. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a failure. They didn't drop the ball. I believe that they're in favor of this, mm-hmm. and that's well, listen, my take.
4: at the very least, we know what the motivation is, okay? Iran and Hamas, Hezbollah— they wanted to disrupt the Saudi, you know, Israeli peace deal. They didn't want it to yeah. go through. So I don't know that it happened. It, you know, could have been an intelligence failure, but one way or the other. Okay, we gave them six billion dollars. Yeah, it's checking right. and savings. Okay, if someone puts yeah. six billion dollars in your savings account, you're going to get a little looser with your checking account. It's just the way it is.
7: And- and one last point about the, uh, picking the Speaker of the House. I mean, is this ridiculous? They're going to do it behind closed doors, I understand. Will they release a puff of white smoke out of the Capitol Dome when they finally pick a speaker? <laughs> I, it's you it's you
4: know, <laughs> absurd. But listen, that's they won't because th- these days if you see smoke coming out, it might just be Hunter. <laughs> You don't know. You don't know. There's a lot of cocaine in the White House. I get it, and I think the pol it should be out in the open. But yeah, the smoke things it's it's dicey. Tell Bob to hang in there. And by the way, be thankful you live in America because I've got uh, you know a banner up in Times Square yesterday. Gays for Hamas. Okay, if you were gay in Hamas, they'd kill
5: you
7: disgraceful. What is wrong with the gay community? Can't they see how the left and this this democratic agenda is using them and eroding our very lives and our rights and now threatening them yep. by supporting an, a, a group that wants to behead us. Yeah, it nuts. is absolutely ridiculous, and the gays better wake up.
4: Mm-hmm. No, it's true. You get it. You're in on the joke. But, yeah, I don't know what Bob was planning for the holidays, but cancel that romantic getaway to Tehran, would you? <laughs> maybe, maybe, a stay, maybe a staycation, Brian. Good talk, buddy. I'll see you soon. There he goes. Uh, Jimmy is in northeast Pennsylvania. Jimmy. Hey, how how are you? Uh, good, man. My I was rooting for your Steelers yesterday with my son Lincoln, so the, we're we're fired up. We're in good spirits, other than this whole end of the world thing.
7: Well, oh, yeah, but no, I was. Thinking along the same lines as the first guy, Mm -hmm. I had a drinking problem, and you gave me $1,000 and said, don't spend it on liquor. (laughs) I I could honestly say, no, I won't. Yeah. (laughs) And they free up. It's like an accounting trip.
4: (laughs) I was was saying this yesterday. I was being interviewed yesterday. Promotional hit for my stand-up special. It's like there's an old joke about a guy who has a gambling problem, okay? And he goes to his best friend, and he says, Artie, can you lend me $500? My wife's in the hospital. And he goes, I'm not going to give you $500. You're just going to spend it on horse racing. And he goes, no, 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 I got money for horse racing. I just need money for the medical bills. It's like the priority is always the priority, okay? And that's the problem with Iran. You can give it to them for whatever you want. They're going to spend it on, like you said, the alcohol problem or the gambling problem. So you get it, man. We got dumb people in charge.
8: Oh yeah.
4: But
7: now, I wonder. Maybe I can't say this. I wonder if they're secretly rejoicing because look what we're not talking about—the border wall.
4: It's bad because we have to talk about the border wall too. Because that's you know there's no way of knowing what the hell's coming into this country. It's it's really crazy. Yeah. I can tell you this, okay? I wouldn't say they were rejoicing, but they're certainly like Obama hasn't come out and condemned it, and the Democratic mm-hmm. Squad is flat out telling you, well, it's kind of Israel's fault here. And it's it's oh. sick. No, it's sick. There's a lot of sick people out there that just don't know any better. But I'm glad you're not one of them. Good work, Jimmy. We'll do yep. it again. Thank you. My man. 888 uh, 788 Let me give you one more. Here's Kevin McCarthy. Okay. Currently having the what are we talk with the House of Representatives. <laughs> McCarthy spoke this morning as the outgoing Speaker of the House about how things have changed between the U.S. and Iran since Biden got into office. Here it is, clip 21.
5: I see an overwhelming intelligence failure. But understand what transpired from one administration to the next. From the very first day of the Biden administration, they moved towards appeasement. Iran, economically, their regime was in trouble. Four billion dollars in reserves, 70 billion today. 400,000 barrels being produced to 3 million today. Look at the price of oil as well. As he as this Biden administration attacks our own ability to produce. But watch what else happened: The shift to now start paying ransom for Americans, so more were captured.: Think about that,
4: OK. Iran has gotten so much richer. They had four billion on hand in reserves. They've got 70 billion in reserves today. 400,000 barrels of oil becomes three million barrels of oil. Why? Because we're cutting production here. Okay, there's a bigger market for their oil. It's a bigger market for Russia's oil because of what we're doing here. Hey, guys, we're going to fix the weather in 200 years if we just stop producing oil here and let all the people who want to kill us produce more oil and get richer instead. Do you get like climate? The climate agenda is a national security threat because it is enriching the people who want to harm us the most. Okay, it's insane. One quick thing and we'll get back to the phones. Here is Nikki Haley, okay, talking about what we did with Iran and how it's affecting things. And then of course Kristen Welker on Meet the Press tries to push back, but she's an idiot. Clip ten.
2: I actually think it was irresponsible for Secretary Blinken to say that the six billion dollars doesn't weigh in here. I mean, let's be honest with the American people and understand that Hamas knows and Iran knows they're moving money around as we speak because they know six billion is going to be released. That's the reality.
4: Thank you. And she's not wrong. Checking and savings. If you put $6 billion into somebody's savings account, it's going to affect how they use their checking account. That
8: is correct.
4: And here's Kristen Welker. Oh, there's just no proof of Iranian involvement yet. The clip 11.
2: There's just no proof of that yet. This is just the hours after that immediate attack. Is it irresponsible to level that charge when you really don't have any evidence of that at this point in time? The evidence is look at what the Iranian people have done to freedom-loving people around the world. Look at what the Iranian people, the Iranian regime has done to threaten Israel over the years. To think that they're not moving money around is irresponsible to say that to the American people. They are moving money around to threaten those they hate. They hate Israel. They hate America. They are going to continue to use this. It was wrong to release the $6 billion.
4: I mean, think about that. Okay, but why is the media pushing back? Because the media cheered. They cheered for Obama doing this. They cheered for Biden doing this. The media is a bunch of losers. Anybody who pushed back was like, hey, whoa, hey, these people want to blow us up. They want to blow it, blow Israel up. And the media was like, you shut your mouth. What are you, racist or something? What do you got to get given money to brown people? other than the fact that these particular group of people want to blow us up. It's not their skin color, it's their agenda. Here is John Kirby on September the 13th admitting we can't predict what Iran's going to do with the money. Clip 14.
0: You insist the Iranian regime won't touch the $6 billion of Iranian funds being unfrozen. But isn't it true that this frees Tehran up to spend more on other nefarious goals, like supporting terrorism and boosting its nuclear program?
4: Well, to the degree that they continue destabilizing activities, and,
0: and it's you know I, I can't predict what they'll do going forward here, oh. uh, but we are already uh, have pressure in place on, on Iran, both through sanctions and through our military presence in the Gulf region. We won't hesitate to take additional actions as we see further destabilizing activity by Iran.
4: I mean...
5: Get them out of here.
0: Get them out.
4: Just a useless human being. Well, we can't predict what they're going to do going forward. So why give them the money? Do you get it? Dude, this is a loose show. Most people tune into the show that most people tune into the show and assume I am getting paid in like a low level bottom shelf vodka. They're like, this guy must be drunk right now. So he's in this wacky mood. I don't know what's going on. I'm not supposed to be this serious on the radio. You get it? But think of how stupid what how much stupid is just oozing out of your speakers right now. Okay? You got John Kirby. Flat out saying, well, yeah, we gave Iran the money. We can't really predict what they're going to do with it. If you can't predict what you're going to do with it, you shouldn't be giving them the money. OK, because they sponsor terror groups that want to blow us up. It's, it's no more complicated than that. None. And when you hear the media say, oh, there's no proof at this point. These are the same people that tell you there's no proof that the Bidens were selling influence overseas. It started out with them saying the laptop was fake, turned out to be real. Then they, what else did they say? No, I never talked to my son about his business. That turned out to be a lie. Then you had two IRS whistleblowers. Then you had two former business partners all testify on record that the Bidens were up to no good. Then you had one hundred and fifty transactions overseas business dealings. And the media's like, ah, oh, we don't have any proof yet. I don't know what you're talking about here. I mean, yeah, we don't have any proof that Iran was behind this other than the fact that they're saying they were behind it and twelve hundred people are dead. But aside from that, you know, what do you got for me? OK, this is insane. And part of the reason they're pushing back as hard as they are is there is a political cost to this. That's the sad reality. Everything is political. And the media, believe me, is gravely concerned with the political cost of the Democratic Party right now. Whether Biden winds up being the nominee or not, okay, the policy of appeasing Iran goes all the way back to Barack Obama.
3: I don't see you doing any better in the booty department.
4: He gave them $50 billion in cash assets, okay, in exchange for their word. That they wouldn't enrich uranium. This is where the the press, being activists who masquerade as journalists, I tell you this all the time on the show. If you're a liberal, you go, oh, "It's good because the media's got my back. They don't really give my side a hard time, so that's good. I can keep winning elections. That's good for me." Wrong. It's not good for you. If the press doesn't do its job of holding people in power accountable, you run the risk of having people in power who are one, corrupt, like Biden, corrupt and dementia riddled, and two just stupid like Barack Obama. Barack Obama was a great candidate. He was cool on the campaign trail. He was a hot topic president. It was cool to vote for him because he was suave. He was a good speaker. He was charismatic. We were in the middle of an unpopular Iraqi war. The housing bubble was bursting. We were having a financial collapse. In comes something new. And of course, that's fine, okay? I love the fact that America made enough progress as a society to elect a black president, I just wish we elected a black president who knew what he was doing. There are white folks, and then there are ignorant mother like you. Ooh, I figured he wouldn't like that. I didn't know it would go there. But stick with me here, okay? The fact that the press spent eight years fawning over Obama instead of asking him questions is why you wind up in the situation that you're in, okay? When you give $50 billion in cash assets, some of which was flown in an unmarked plane on wooden pallets in the middle of the night, okay, there should be some questions coming out of the media. Journalism in this country is dead and buried. It's like if I, you know, pre- if I'm president and I give O.J. a knife and a key to his new wife's apartment, <laughs> the media should add, well, you know, okay, under- this is so stupid. Okay, it's like we think about the Affordable Care Act. The Affordable Care Act drove up health insurance premiums 600 percent in a lot of markets. Shouldn't the media technically have been asking, hey, if this is the Affordable Care Act, why is it getting so expensive? I think he's got a point. But they didn't because it was cool to them to cheerlead for the president. The media loves Democrats. The media is Democrat. Okay, so understand in this instance, they really don't want to own what's going on in Israel right now because they were complicit in cheering it on. I'm not saying they're rooting for Hamas. I'm saying they were all the way on board with funding Iran, and they didn't say a bad word about it at any point. Okay, Jeff is in North Carolina. Jeff, hey, man. Hey, man. Hey, man, how's it going? Uh, it's, you know, I'm a mess over here, Jeff. I need you to I need you to kind of calm me down. You're the corner man in between rounds here.
6: Oh, I don't know about that, because <laughs> all this situation in Israel and Middle East has got me hot. I'll bet. So... Uh you know, first off, I want to say to be a Democrat in this day and age, you have to be completely naive,
7: yeah, I, everything
6: they spit and and put out there is just they're just all naive. I don't know yeah. else to explain that, It's but, crazy you know i I watch you know and and i was I was disappointed in the way we conducted ourselves, the way we did our operations in Afghanistan and Iraq you know, throughout the whole thing, and then also pulling out, you know, we were muzzled, you know, the biggest dog in the world, and we we were muzzled in that whole situation. Mm-hmm. And now you look at what's transpired in Israel, you know, you've got Iran backing Hamas, you know, funding this whole thing, obviously, with the money that we gave them uh, via, you know, yeah, it's still in the accounts. But like you said, you know, they had that money already, you know, mm-hmm. so <clears throat> you look at what's going on. All right. And, you know, through escalation of stuff, if we did get involved, you know, you have a few choices. You can either back away and do nothing or you have that line in the sand and it's been crossed and you go in. Do we get into another 20 year conflict or do we say, OK, enough is enough? That's my whole point. When yeah. is enough enough? Because and I'm not saying that every Middle Eastern person mm-hmm. is a bad person. Of I course. met 20 of when I was deployed that, you know, they're good, honest people. But you have a few apples that are ruining the bunch. Yep. So, at what point is enough enough?
4: Well, I'll tell you what: Israel's going to make that determination on their own, and it doesn't sound like uh, it's going to be a pretty one, man. I mean, it's it's terrible what's going on over there, and it's terrible that it's come it, to this. And it blows my mind that there are American people that are okay with it.
6: That it it, it drives me insane that people are okay with it, and I'm not an advocate for war. I'm of course <laughs> like not. I, I've seen I've seen enough people get hurt and stuff yep. through my time in the service. That it's not, it's not something I'm advocate. Um, that I'm, you know, saying, "Hey, we need to do this." But, you know, I just, I just, you know, when yeah. wo- when war is all all we have left, like, yep, it's what no. a stop to it.
4: Yeah, no, it's listen. It's going to be an ugly week. Buckle up, champ. I'm here for you if you need me. All right, brother. Have a big day. You too. Great stuff, Jeff. There he goes. There we go back after this.
3: You're hanging out with Jimmy Fallon on Fox Across America.
4: It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Renee is in Long Island, my hood. Yo, Renee. Hey,
2: Jimmy. Thanks for taking my call. I have a lot to say, and hopefully you'll just give me a few moments to get at yes.
4: what
3: I'm feeling. Yes,
1: quick. I'm extremely, you I'm should extremely. Be. pissed off, mm-hmm. all
6: right? I, uh,
1: Israel is an ally of ours, and to have protests in the city of people supporting the the. the The the, the attack is disgraceful. And let me tell you something else. They're probably coming from the southern border. Okay? We have a wide-open border. We have an idiot in charge who's calling lids to having barbecues, and he makes a 10-minute speech condemning the attacks on Saturday and walks off the stage while people are trying to ask him questions. Spot on. Renee, I'm
4: I'm cutting you off because I'm at the end of the hour, but I think you should host the next hour. You're so fired up. You think you got it in you? (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> Take it <I> away.
4: <laughs> All right, Renee, we love you. Keep the passion coming, girlfriend. Spot on analysis. Nothing but idiots out there.
3: Live from everywhere, USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. There it is, hour number two
4: coming up on the high flying, depth defiant Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We're going to be talking with Texas Representative Wesley Hunt. Uh, we still don't have a Speaker of the House yet. We're being told that should be wrapped up by Wednesday. But right now, uh, the hostilities over in the Middle East are very much underway, and we're going to break them down, how we got here, how we fix it, how we stop funding terror groups, and stop electing people who support them because what's coming out of the Democratic Party in the immediate aftermath of these attacks is just flat-out disgraceful. 888 9910 the phone number, whether you agree or not agree. Uh, this is an audio safe space for cool people where everyone is welcome. Uh, my views are not the barrier of admission. I don't care where you come from. I don't care what color you are. I don't care how smart you are. I don't care how dumb you are. No, ma'am. Uh, on this show, you could be a Republican, you could be a Democrat. We say it every day. Just please do not, under any circumstances, be a There it is. Uh, we are five days away for me filming my one-hour special for Fox News. It is this Friday night at the Paramount. I am told there are, like, less than five tickets left. If you want to go, you got to go now. Uh, Obviously, we're not really going to do a lot of comedy in this hour, given what's going on in the Middle East. We're trying to have a grown-up discussion, but I will implore you that, This is the type of news week that's going to leave you in need of a laugh. So if you want to come down and party at the Paramount on Friday, by all means, uh, you are welcome to do so. And if you want to see me on the road uh, later this fall, I will be all over the place once we tape this special. Uh, We will be at the Off the Hook Comedy Club down in Naples on Friday night, November the 16th, Saturday night the 17th, December 2nd, making a triumphant return to the Nugget in Carson, Nevada. (laughs) The Nugget crowd is insane. Like, I'm fired up for that. Uh, Palm Beach Kennel Club, December the 16th. Who could forget? Uh, there's a lot happening. Uh, and along the way, we're going to be making some type of an appearance down in East Texas on December the 9th. <laughs> <laughs> the rowdy markets get the sound effects. The other markets of just, you know, I consider you guys to behave like adults I don't expect you to try to kill me, okay? We got a lot of fans out there that are wonderful people. Like East Texas coined this. They don't know the difference between hospitality and a hazing ritual. Nobody in East Texas buys you one beer. You say, hey, Jimmy, can I buy you a beer? You're like, yeah, that sounds great. But then they buy you 100 beers. It is crazy. Uh, As far as the Middle East goes, let's just have a word on this quick, because Wesley Hunt's going to come on, and I have a lot of questions for him. Uh, The Candidates running in the 2024 race all took time to weigh in. Uh, Here is Trump in Waterloo, Iowa, clip 22.
0: Just a short time ago, we did the historic Abraham Accords, and today we have the exact opposite, a major attack on Israel. What a difference a president makes, right? What a difference a president makes. I think he's got a part.
4: I mean he's not wrong. Here is more Trump, clip twenty three.
0: The Israeli attack was made because we are perceived as being weak and ineffective and with a leak, a really weak leader and
4: he's not wrong. Okay. We looked weak after retreating from Afghanistan. Okay, we look weak in not defending our own border. OK, we're emboldening Russia. Remember when Biden said, "Wow, well, a minor incursion would be OK, but it better not get worse than that. I mean, can you imagine, OK, China encircling Taiwan and understand, OK, getting past the fact that we have enriched them with our energy policies and we have subsidized them with humanitarian aid to Iran. They gave us our word. <laughs> they gave us their word. They wouldn't spend it on terrorism. It's like the dumbest thing in the world. You know what I mean? You know when like they ask you at the airport are you hauling any hazardous materials or explosives? Has there ever been a terror attack in history thwarted by such a question? Like, oh, they got me. Not going to lie to these people. <laughs> they all say no. Are you har- are you, you know, that that's the point. It's like at the southern border. Like none of these people want to harm us. We ask them if they want to harm us. They say no. Oh, well, in that case, come on down. Okay, that's what we did in Iran. We gave them fifty billion under Obama, another six billion under Biden, in exchange for their word that they wouldn't harm us. Well, that's
6: the dumbest thing I've
3: heard of.
4: Okay, but that's what we did. But understand, okay. <laughs> it blows my mind as I sit here knowing this is going on. I mean, it's horrific what's going on. Okay? Yeah, 1,200 people dead that we know of. 2,000 people injured that we know of right now. Okay, let me give you a little more. I want to give you DeSantis take, and then we'll get one further. Clip 25.
5: Uh, Iran, in many ways, is directing. And part of the reason Iran had that money is because the Biden administration has gone easy on the sanctions. They've had more oil revenue coming in. And then even the $6 billion, while they say it wasn't earmarked for terrorism, money's fungible, so it freed up money to be able to do
4: very simple. Checking and savings. We gave them money in their savings account. It is going to influence what they do inside their checking account.
7: You are correct, sir.
4: But understand, getting past the oil, getting past the money, is the reality that they're also using some of our weapons. Okay, because we left $85 billion worth of weaponry behind when we fled Afghanistan. Now what's funny about this show, it's a little different than most of what you listen to, is because I want to sort of make sure I know what I'm talking about and give you the full uh, depth of the of the subject matter we're discussing, we will go back in time and pull other old quotes, other sound bites from these politicians or these world leaders just to give you the precedent of how they felt about something till they didn't. Like one of the things you hear me talk about a lot is a border wall. I say, oh, the Democrats all supported a border wall until Trump got ran for office on. We need a border wall. And what do the Democrats do? They're like, oh, hell no. Can't have no border wall. That's racist. And they simply took a policy, uh, uh, an uh, opposing view on a policy they themselves supported just because they wanted to win an election. This is politics as usual. <laughs> OK, for real. Here's Biden uh, as a candidate for president in 2007 in Iowa saying we need at least a fence at the border. Clip thirty one.
0: So I think what you have to do is you have to have a significant increase in the security at the border, including limited elements where you actually have a fence. Not a fence 3,000 miles like these folks are talking about, but you've got to, there are certain places people can go over and under a fence, but you can't take 100 kilos of cocaine over and under a fence. And what you do when you have limited places where fences are in populated areas, you force these drug dealers and others around making it easier to apprehend because there's fewer places that come through. So I think the combination of virtual fencing, some fencing, additional, um, additional border patrol is important.
4: Now understand though, Biden said last week after the White House waived 26 laws to build a border wall, he was asked, do you think these border walls actually work? And what did he say? The answer would be no. And he said that. Why? Because within his own party, they have to pretend border walls don't work, even though it was formally okay for them to support them. The Democratic Party is completely devoid of principle. They'll say and do anything for power. Are there a lot of Republicans who feel the same way? Yes. One of them happens to be Mike Pence. Mike Pence, who I got to be honest with you, no chance of being president. I've been up front with you from word one, but I've had him on this show. I've ran into him around Fox. And I've told you, I, I've found him to be an enjoyable character, okay? That's what I've thought of Mike Pence. Wrong. Now he is, okay? I, listen, I get it. He's dry. He's boring. But he seemed to be a guy who was principled, who at least was tethered to some p- sort of dignity. Here is Pence on State of the Union over the weekend saying what's happening in Iran, okay? What's happening in Israel? This is what happens when guys like Trump and Ramaswamy and DeSantis signal retreat. This guy will say anything. Okay, guys like Trump and Ramaswamy, to some extent, who's just doing whatever Trump tells him to, and DeSantis, okay, have projected peace through strength. That's what they've projected. Okay, what's going on in Iran— ...is not being done because of Trump's policies. Trump's policies were the most aggressive sanctions on Iran known to man and a vow to wipe them off the face of the earth if they attacked Israel. Hardly a neutral stance on the issue. But here is Pence, who is currently polling behind Hamas and the Republican primaries, trying to make some hay by criticizing the guys ahead of him. Clip 24.
0: I also believe this is what happens when we have leading voices like Donald Trump, Vivek Ramaswamy and Ron DeSantis signaling retreat from America's role as leader of the free world. I, look, uh, that what happened in Ukraine was an unprovoked invasion by Russia. What happened this weekend was an unprovoked invasion by Hamas uh, into Israel. Uh, and I really believe now more than ever, uh, both uh, the debate within the Republican Party and the debate within America, is whether or not we're, we're going to once again stand without apology as the leader of the free world, as the arsenal of democracy.
4: You are so full of shit.: It's a really bad quote by Pence. Really just dumb. I get it. You're desperate. Okay, I don't know if he's got a book coming out or he's really hoping to land that dream gig on Dancing with the Stars. Mike Pence has no chance of being president. But when he goes out and tries to hang this on the Republicans, did the Republicans give $6 billion to Iran? The answer would be no. Did the Republicans kill our domestic energy policy and make them richer? The answer would be no. And again, he's supposed to be running against the Democrats. So the fact that he's even doing this speaks to such a desperation. And again. Just this untethered—Pence is supposed to be the principled guy in this race. Like the adult in the room. All right, he's boring, guys. You're not going to vote for him. But we're all supposed to respect his principles. Okay, what Pence did there— was just a bid to become a contributor on a left-wing news network that's what that was that was an audition clip to hopefully get signed by like msnbc or maybe cnn cnn is the worst he could be the new john Kasich. just get on there as a republican and bash the party be an establishment shill okay that is a really weak quote okay but understand hamas as well financed as anything because of the biden administration hamas Using weapons, in some cases, that were left behind in Afghanistan, as some reports indicate. Okay, when you talk about us playing you audio from previous positions politicians held, here is uh, a little Joe Biden. You might get a kick out of this. But Joe Biden, famously in 2007, we're talking about the Afghan war, which at that point was about four and a half years old. Here is Joe Biden in 2007 saying we can't leave weapons behind in these Middle Eastern wars because they could be used against us. You don't say! Here it is, clip 17.
0: And it makes a big difference to tell the American people the truth about what our options are in ending this war. If tomorrow the order goes out from the pre- I'm president of the United States, I issue an order, end the war today, begin to withdraw all American troops, it will take a year to get the American troops out. Do you hear me now? That's the truth. It will take a year to get them physically out. Now, if you leave all the equipment behind, you might be able to do it in seven months. And you leave those billions of dollars of weapons behind, I promise they're going to be used against your grandchild and mine someday.
4: Now, understand this. We do have to pause here. Give credit where credit is due. I believe that's the first time in the history of foreign policy that Biden was actually correct. Okay, yes, if you leave those weapons behind... They will be used against your grandchild and mine someday. OK, but here's a news flash. They're going to wind up being used as they are now in Israel exactly because Biden left those weapons behind. OK, Biden left those weapons behind in Afghanistan. You don't think the rest of the world was like, whoa, America, the team nobody wants to play, the baddest man in the land. They just ran away from Afghanistan. And left $85 billion behind with a terror group. That can't be good. You don't think that emboldened the rest of the world? And then they saw Biden sending $6 billion to Iran in exchange for American hostages. You don't think that said to people, hey, I tell you what we should do. Just take more American hostages. That's exactly what's going on. There's sadly not at least nine Americans that we know of being held hostage by Hamas right now. If Biden set the going rate at six billion dollars, Hamas thinks they're sitting on nine billion dollars right now. That's sick. And obviously you feel for the people being held hostage. But this was entirely avoidable. If you had somebody in Washington who commanded respect on the world stage, Joe Biden is a guy who has his foreign policy acumen, gets no respect from anyone who's ever worked with him. Robert Gates, you've heard this quote a billion times wrote in his autobiography, Joe Biden, bless his heart, this is a man who's been wrong about every major foreign policy decision of the past four decades.
0: Come on, man.
4: Okay, that's Joe Biden. Retreated from Afghanistan, left a a terror group. We went to a war for 20 years to make sure it didn't become a breeding ground for terror groups. We left with a terror group in charge of that country. Biden sucks. Sitting on $85 billion of our weapons. And then we went out and gave $6 billion to the biggest state sponsor of terrorism in the world. And they went out and bought weapons on the black market, as they always do. And yeah, lo and behold, some of the weapons they bought were the ones we left behind. And now our allies are getting attacked. And what are they doing in the White House? Calling a lid at 1140 in the morning.
3: That was absolutely dreadful.
4: Remember when they told us the adults were back in the room? Just get rid of Trump. Things will calm down. I'm telling you, once you get rid of Trump, things will calm down. And they let 6 million people into the frickin' border, 7 million people, <laughs> doubled inflation, doubled the price of gas, fled Afghanistan, bungled us to the brink of World War III. We were told the adults are back in the room. Remember when Biden gave his inaugural address? He gave it I a- I don't remember that ever happening. But I do remember how the press reacted.
2: Anybody who has any um, connection to reality about what is going on around them should have watched that and said— The adults are back in the room.
6: It it seems as though we have a uh, a professional adult once again in the White House who's just simply doing the work. Really, the the theme, I would say, is the adults are back.
5: Still, it is a relief to have adults in charge. Now we have adults in the White House. Okay, the adults are back in the room. Um,
1: There is a sense, I think, the world over that the adults have returned. We have an adult in the White House now. And it's glorious.
4: He's right, though. We do. We have an adult back in the White House. But as we stand here on the verge of World War III, the adult is back in the room, and he's taking a nap.
5: This man needs a retirement home and a warm bowl of soup. Jimmy,
3: Jimmy Fallon. He's got great charisma. Yeah. He's always dressed fantastic. He has what I call... Yeah. This-, this is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
4: It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Listen to this exchange here. Another one. Jen Psaki hosting her show, talking to Representative Mike Lawler about the $6 billion. Clip 16.
6: The problem is,
8: Jen, when you do that, uh, money is fungible. And so Iran is able to shift other resources uh, that it otherwise would not have been able to well, do. Come- Congressman, uh, I'm I'm terrorism. I'm they are the greatest. I'm, st- I'm going to stop you.
1: I'm going to stop you right there, Congressman, the because what you just stated, what you just stated is inaccurate. State the, funding, the funding, Congressman, the funding—it does not go to Iranian hands. It goes to approved third-party vendors who provide humanitarian support.
4: Saki sucks. Kaylee was so much better. Oh, it goes to third-party vendors who then give it to Iran for humanitarian support. That is a lie. She's just, it's like she's back in the White House. It's just, that's not real journalism. Okay, it doesn't matter how the money gets given to Iran. The fact that they have it means they can use other money in other areas. Borrow against it, loosen up, you know, the rainy day fund... This is the point. They're worried about the political cost to them, while the rest of us are talking about the human toll in Israel. And heaven forbid here as this thing escalates. We need a grown-up talk. We'll bring it in Wesley Hunt. I can't promise you he's going to give us one, but we'll try. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon trying to hold this country together. We're here bringing in some high-priced and well-dressed backup. say a superstar representative in Congress, the great state of Texas, sending him there. Uh, we are talking about the superstar of the 38th Congressional District, Republican Congressman Wesley Hunt, back on the show. Hey, man.
8: Oh my goodness, how are you doing, brother? Hanging in there?
4: Yeah, yeah, it's a mess. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna clean it up. We just you and me are, are two the best people to be on the radio today because we have honest conversations. They can sometimes yes. get a little crazy, but in crazy times, <laughs> yeah, but, but it's we're needed. Be honest. Yes, it's it's needed. The world is on fire. Yes, we need to have some grown up conversations <laughs> yes, and not do. be worried about how we converse. I think it's about the yeah, you know the good. substance, not the style. Although I got to be honest, your your style is impeccable.
8: I, you know what? I, I think at this point we got the style of game one lock. Don't, Don't buy in that too, by the way, Wesley Hunt. Whoa! <laughs> I'll
4: get Donalds on the phone right now. He had a lot to say last Don't week. do You know, I'll I'll straighten him right out. He's riding high. Um, let Let's talk about this, Wesley Hunt, really quickly. Okay, I I am of the mind that you know if. Somebody like Iran says they're going to blow Israel off the map and death to America. I'm old fashioned. But if somebody wants to blow up me and my family, I, I don't give the money as a, as a point of habit. I, I generally don't do that. Uh, do you think on some level we have fed into these attacks in Israel with our foreign
8: policy? Of course we are. of course we have the Biden administration is not a serious administration. Uh, given Iran six billion dollars, and this is a nation that has vowed to wipe Israel off the face of this earth. and we gave them six billion dollars. We are funding this campaign. And while nine Americans passed away, they were murdered yesterday. Uh, Biden had a barbecue today in the White That's House. Crazy! I it did, took it, it took him hours to even respond to this thing. I pray to God that the world is watching what's happening right now. I pray to God that Americans are watching what's happening right now. This is a derelictive duty. This is the worst leader we have seen since Jimmy Carter. And literally, the world is on fire while he eats barbecue.
4: Barbecue! Oh God, it's it drives me crazy. It's and, and to make it worse, you know they had to cut it up for him. Which
7: is just, wrong. This is, what oh, no,
8: he cannot cut up himself.
4: No, no way. <laughs> but, but when you hear this pushback, that they're like, "Well, it, it couldn't have been the six billion because they had it in other accounts." Dude, if somebody puts six billion in your savings account, it's going to influence how you spend your checking account.
8: Of, of course, and I don't want to hear that. Because what we did was we messaged to the world that we are not serious about holding Iran accountable. We 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 have given them a lane back to having a nuclear weapon. We are releasing six billion dollars in for hostages. And by the way, if President Trump were in office, we 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 would have gotten those hostages for a pass of gum. Yeah. Okay, like. People have got to understand that poor leaders are, are what are what these bullies are feasting on right now. And the world's on fire, and that's why you see what's happening in, in in with Iran right now, looking at what's happening um, um, with, with the Ukrainian war. The world is looking at us, and, we, and there, there, there is a vacuum for leadership. And this is why I pray that coming up here in November 2024, that the American public takes this very seriously and votes accordingly. Could
4: you imagine? We're talking to Texas Representative West. Leslie Hahn from the 38th Congressional District. Is it a little weird that Obama hasn't spoken out on this, or is he just hoping time will go by? Because in a roundabout way, I mean, he began the policy of appeasement in Iran, did he not?
8: Of course he did. And, you know, we tweeted about this today. The, the last time uh, that Barack Obama said anything that was supportive of, of Israel was back in 2012. Jeez. He has said nothing. He has said nothing today. He, says, he has said nothing yesterday. And so a lot of people say, well— He's along with the president. It doesn't matter. He was once the leader of the free world. His opinion still matters. Do you stand with Israel or not?
4: Yeah. Well, listen. If you want to get you want to get invited to happy hour with the squad, you better not stand with Israel.
8: I mean, you are not you're you are not lying about that. I mean I call them the Hamas caucus. Yeah. I mean these people really really watch. the Hamas
3: you know, caucus like, like,
8: yeah but a... the like, like they had killers that were parachuting in Israel and murdering innocent people. Yeah. And they want to sit around here and, and, and hand out coexist bumper stickers when we need to be handing out rifles to these people so that they can defend themselves.
4: Yeah it's crazy. Uh I, I gotta tell you, man, I, I've never seen something like this where You see this level. I mean, because this is not a military conflict per se. It's certainly gotten there now, but it started with them attacking civilians. Yet there was still really, like, not enough empathy for the civilians in this instance. We started to hear left-wing pushback that, you know, these are Israel's policies, occupied land. I'm like, dude, they're attacking civilians. So it's like we're beyond decency now in our political divide, and it's a terrible thing to watch happen. But let me ask you this, okay, because you know things. You're, you're, you know, you're in the halls of Congress. Do we expect to have a speaker that can, you know, formulate some type of Republican response this week? What is the scuttlebutt on the ground?
8: You know, it, now more than ever, we have got to get this handled, and we have got to find a new speaker. I think the front runners right now are Steve Scalise and Jim Jordan. Both of them are, are great patriots. We're going to have a candidate forum on Tuesday, and I got a really good feeling that we're going to get this locked up. Hopefully by the end of the week, uh, the world needs us to have a new speaker of the House. America needs us to have a new speaker of the House. Thank God we have good conservatives that I think uh, that that I think are going, to, are going to get across it are going to get across the, the- on 218 is a pretty high threshold, uh, so I can't make any promises. But I think now more than ever, we've got to take our jobs very seriously and elect a Speaker of the House. So we can start uh, uh, giving some assurances to the world that we have our House in order.
4: Yeah, imagine that. We're talking to Texas Representative Wesley Hunt. Uh, one other thing I wanted to throw at you being a Texan. Uh, are you finding it funny that some of these sanctuary city and state Democrats are now complaining about migrants being located <laughs> to their towns? Yeah,
7: yeah. <laughs>
8: Imagine what we've been dealing with for the past few years. (laughs) I I just, (laughs) like, I think, Jimmy, I think it's laughable that, 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 that these people are complaining about this. And now the Biden administration wants to build a wall. And now you have the mayor of New York going to Mexico to find the root causes. When the root causes are... Joe Biden and Kamala Harris They should look in the mirror But I think now people are realizing With all the fentanyl overdoses With crime running rampant in this country Having an open border is not a good idea And my biggest concern actually at this point Is looking at what what we just saw in Israel Can that happen here? Can we have Hamas, military-aged men, walk across our border and arbitrarily murder American citizens. I pray to God it's not too late. And this is why we have got to get a new speaker that's going to take border security very seriously and codify it into law. We can have our nation
4: back. Yeah, no, fascinating. We're talking to Wesley Hunt from the great state of Texas. I just, I, you're the first guy I thought of because I saw the Illinois governor today complaining that all of these migrants are in a sanctuary state. I'm like, imagine opening up a Hooters and being like, "What's up with all the boobs?" I don't understand.
3: <laughs> what's, what's going on here? That's hilarious. I don't know what this is happening to me.
4: I don't understand. All I did was open up a Hooters. Now there's boobs everywhere. It's like, I but we just, it's like sad because like we need serious people. We don't have them. So you got, you, you got work to do. Uh, I, I know there's a baby in the house. I won't keep you much longer. I just need to ascertain that this is one of your babies because I know you're not allowed within 500 feet of a school.
8: Look, no, no, this, is, this is definitely okay.
4: one of my babies. All right, good stuff. Proud of you.
8: Willie right
4: here. Well, little Willie, my man, making his Fox Across America debut. We love it. Well, I would well, take well, him yeah. over what we have in the White House. Tell Willie, if he doesn't feel like watching Paw Patrol or whatever's coming up on the TV, to feel free to go to the White House and take things over, okay?
8: Well, he can feed himself, and that's more than our president can
4: do. Whoa, he's ahead of the game. Now he's overqualified. All right, I rescind the offer. Wesley Hunt, you're the best. Keep playing good ball, brother. Thank you, brother. I'll talk to you soon. My man. There he goes. The great Wesley Hunt and your future commander-in-chief, Willie, uh, who is above and beyond uh, what we have in the Oval Office right now. Understand this, man. Okay, really quick, Texas. I got you, Texas. Okay? I love Texas. I'm there a lot. They're great people. They feed me too much. If you've noticed, my next trip to Texas is coming after I shoot my stand-up special this Friday at the Paramount on Long Island. Can't go before because they want me losing weight. It's a 17-camera shoot. They've got the guy following me around that knocks the food out of my hand. Put that cookie down now! But really quick, Texas, I forget about you. And the border is as as important as ever. Uh, As important as ever. Do you remember after 9-11, we're like, never forget, 9-11, okay? People in Washington have forgotten. Okay, if you're letting 7 million people cross the southern border and you have no way of keeping tabs on where they're coming from and what their intentions are, you are not... Adequately defending the nation.
6: That is correct.
4: Okay, here is Eric Adams. Okay, he goes down and JB J. Pritzker goes down. Yeah, you, listen, I'll start with Nikki Haley. Let's have some fun. Nikki Haley's running for president. She's pretty hot on the fundraising right now. $11 million last quarter. Like she is picking up steam. Here she is talking about the border, clip 26.
2: I have been concerned. I have been terribly worried about the fact that Iran has said the easiest way to get into America is through the southern border. We have an open border. People are coming through. They're not being vetted. We don't need to wait for another 9-11. You also look at the fact that, Kristen, America is incredibly distracted and incredibly divided. And when America's distracted, the world is less safe. And look at what happened to Israel. They waited for them to be distracted. And that's when your enemies move in.
4: Listen, she's telling the truth. But understand, the biggest liability in this country right now is we're led by unprincipled people. Joe Biden was in favor of strong border security. Here he is running for president in 2007. Uh, This is clip 30.
0: No great nation can be in a position where they can't control their borders. It matters how you control your borders. Not just for immigration, but it matters for drugs, terror, a whole range of other things. Here's the conclusion I come up with. And it's sort of in equal parts. We have to. We have to. And I had been arguing for, when I'm back in my days as chairman of the Judiciary Committee and straight through as the leader of the Foreign Relations Committee, I've been arguing for the need to put more protection at our borders, meaning that you have more border guards. This president, refusing to add the number of border guards, now said he has to send send the National Guard down.
6: Don't you have any
0: respect for
4: yourself? And the reason I say that is why? why? Because he now opposes every single one of those positions. Okay, Biden is not controlling his border. He's not trying to send more guards down. If you remember, Biden fraudulently claimed that our southern border agents were whipping Haitian migrants. They tried to take the attention from the humanitarian crisis they created away from the human suffering being caused by their policies and said, what are oh, these racist border agents? I can't never seen anything like this. Never mind that the guy shot the video said nobody was being whipped. They were split rein horses, but they invoked racism anyway.
3: The left weaponizes race. Whenever they're losing an argument.
4: But do you understand the problem in our country right now? You got a lot of people in the Democratic Party that don't believe in anything. They believe in whatever's popular in the moment. It'll help us. This is how we wound up with sanctuary cities and states. Because Trump said we have to control the border. Something Biden just said in the clip I played you. OK, they all know you got to control the border. You can't just let anybody walk into the house. It's the front door of your house. As Biden just said in that clip drugs, terrorism, weapons. Exactly. But because Trump supported the border, the Democrats opposed it just because. That's what happened to school reopenings in the fall of 2020. The American Pediatrics issued a report saying kids would be safer in school. Trump said open the schools. The Democrats were like, hell no, they ain't safe in those schools. And why did they say that? Because their biggest donor is the teachers union. Money, money, money,
3: money, 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 money.
4: And Trump opposed, uh, you know, that position. Trump wanted to open them. So the Democrats were like, well, then they got to be closed. Okay, the Democrats voted for border wall funding twice, once under George W. Bush and once under Barack Obama. But when Trump said we need a border wall, the Democrats were like, hell no, that's racist. We should be building bridges, not walls. Democrats are so full of crap. And people like Eric Adams. And here's J.B. Pritzker decided they were now sanctuary cities, sanctuary states. No human being is illegal. Send them here. Why were they doing that? Because of politics. They didn't want to take the people in. They just knew that if Trump was aggressively securing the border, they wouldn't have to take the people in. Well, lo and behold, they got Trump out of office. Biden came in, and guess what? They had a lot of people to take in. Here's J.B. Pritzker suddenly saying it's not fair that they're sending all these migrants to blue cities. Blue cities who, by the way, had declared themselves sanctuary cities. Clip 29.
7: I am confident that we can handle it, but again, it will require help from the federal government and someone needs to work in Texas with these border politicians to have them stop sending people only to blue cities and blue states. And the president of the United States and the White House has the ability To help disperse folks across the country, that will help a lot. But we are managing in the city of Chicago and the state of Illinois as best we can in these circumstances, but not if just those few politicians in Texas are taking responsibility for this. It needs to be a federal national problem. This is the biggest schmuck I've ever
4: met. (laughs) Now, it does need to be a federal problem, okay? But it didn't need to take two and a half years until they were sleeping in O'Hare Airport for him to acknowledge this, which means he's only acknowledging it now because of the political cost to himself. People in Illinois are pissed off about the overflow at the border, okay? What he's dealing with in Illinois is not one tenth of what they're dealing with in Texas. But was he speaking up as a governor about the peril of his other governor? Greg Abbott? The answer would be no. No, he didn't care. Nobody cares until it affects them. But that's where you fail to be a United States of America. That's where you abandon the principle of as they go, we go. And in this instance, we did it at our southern border. At a time when terrorists are actively trying to blow our allies off the map, we just let 7 million people cross our southern border. Okay, but they abandoned the principle of border security because they thought it was a politically political liability to continue to embrace it. So that's how they did Trump. And the Democrats are like, yay, but it worked. We won the election. But as a result, we all lost.
6: And I'm out here in the real world and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit.
3: Critics are calling it the show of the year. Personally, I think we got hosed on that call. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
4: listening to The Doors, Josh. It's okay. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fela. Letting you hear the opening track of L.A. Woman. The world's on fire. Trying to, you know, boost morale. That's what I do. I'm a dog with a job. You know when you go to the airport and the dog's always wagging its tail? because I can't believe he's counting on him to save the plane. That's me every time I walk onto a TV set or a radio set. I'm always in a good mood. My tail's always wagging. So I can't believe they're counting on me to save this plane. But here we are on Fox Across America. Reachable to you, the listener, at 888- Okay, as of right now, okay, it is nightfall over in Israel. Uh, They appear to be trading fire continuously through the evening. We know of 1,200 people dead. We know of 2,000 injured. We have nine Americans held hostage. Hamas vowing to start executing hostages on live TV for every airstrike on one of their military installations over there. It is a real mess of a situation, man. Uh, In the next hour, we're going to have a grown-up talk about it, try to restore order on the show, uh, and we'll take as many of your calls as we can squeeze in. Calls, texts, tweets, carrier pigeons, the whole barnyard jamboree. Okay, it's a hell of a way to start a week, but you know what? Now's no time to worry about us. Okay, yeah, great. You had a rough day on the radio. Okay, there's a war going on on the other side of the world, so we're going to dish out some real perspective And we're going to make this work. Tudor Dixon will stop by to help us do so as well from the great state of Michigan, because I'm going to play you a quote, read you a statement by Governor Gretchen Whitmer, who I've got to be honest, when it comes to expressing support for the victims, you got to do better than that. She's terrible.
3: Live from everywhere, USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
4: There it is. Back in action, ready to rumble on Fox Across America with your radio buddy Jimmy Thaler. Reachable to you, the listener, 888-788-9910 is the phone number if you want a part of the show. Also the phone number if you don't want a part of the show. You just want to call up and share your thoughts on the previous hours. You suck, you jackass. You can do that. We can take it. We get a lot of tough love on this show, and a good deal of it comes from the guest who is joining me at the tippy-top of the hour. Who is such a diva uh, that she would not be on in the usual guest slot? She said, "Top of the hour, or you get no Tudor Dixon." Joining us now uh, is that aforementioned diva herself, Tudor Dixon. Hey, girl. <laughs>
1: Hello. How are you?
4: I mean, talk about strong arm and the producer. I said, "Mikey, we don't, we don't, we don't bat lead off. We're never on the show again." The words we were told were, "No Tudor." That's, a,
1: that's... <laughs> this is well. I am. Very blessed with Sarah. She's
4: tough. She does. She drive I mean, seriously, we need we need Sarah doing a lot of things right now. I wish I wish Sarah could be in charge of our foreign policy. I feel like she'd yeah, do it right. I know. This is crazy. But let me start here because I, I've been trying to make sense of this for the listeners. Obviously tragic and heartbreaking and so many other horrible emotions rolled into one. But there has been uh over the weekend, especially from the left side of the aisle, kind of like this really measured take, like civilians were innocently attacked and murdered by Hamas, but there's this reluctance to criticize them and to a larger extent, you know, Palestine and certainly the actions from the Iranian regime and bankrolling a lot of this. Are you kind of freaked out that the left has now abandoned decorum when it comes to terror attacks?
1: It's, it's shocking. I mean, again, I want to reiterate our, our thoughts and prayers are with the people of Israel, like you said, we are devastated by this. What we're seeing on social media—I mean, this is a new kind of war where they take people hostage and then they post videos of these young children, these families that have been taken hostage, or even worse, they post videos of the people after they've already killed them. I mean, we have—we are in a new level of war in this world right now and I think it's horrifying I think it's horrific to see elected officials in the United States who cannot come out and defend our allies who cannot come out and say we stand with Israel who in fact are are standing with the other side are standing with the terrorist organization I cannot I cannot stress that enough that Hamas is a terrorist organization it's nuts. It is despicable.
4: No, we're talking to Tudor Dixon. Uh, it took your buddy Gretchen Whitmer two tweets, but she eventually expressed some support for Israel. I mean, you know, they're getting attacked on a holiday. And the initial tweet was, you know, we've been in touch with communities, very vague. What's happening in the region? It's abhorrent. My heart is with those. We need peace. But again, do you sense like a calculated response there in that initial tweet?
1: The initial tweet, I think, was definitely a group of very young activists in her office who have no understanding of governance and and what governing actually means, and certainly not on the national stage and certainly not on the world stage. And so you have a bunch of activists who are like, oh, we don't want to offend any of the communities, and since we have communities that support both sides, we'll say that she's heard from communities. Yeah. Well, everybody in Michigan is going – could you clarify what communities that is right now? Excuse me, and then also for her to say the region. I mean, give me a break. You can't come out and say you stand with Israel. This is a an ally, but again, this is somebody who can run a Barbie campaign very well on Twitter, but somebody who is not able to comment on a complete tragedy and and foreshadowing foreshadowing of even more tragedy. That's happening in the world. This is somebody who doesn't deserve to be an elected official.
6: Yeah, it's
4: it's really hard to watch. And, you know, what we had yesterday in New York, which blows my mind, Okay, pro-Palestinian protesters, pro-Hamas protest in New York City yesterday, we're we're watching people hold up banners, gays for Hamas. I got to be yeah, honest with they you.
1: They'd last a long time.
4: Yeah, I was just going to say, if you should have a gaze for Hamas rally in Palestine, it'd be the shortest rally in history, and it would be Hamas ending it.
1: Yeah, they're strapping those guys to the missiles. I mean, let's face it. I hate to tell you, but you are not welcoming. You may be welcoming that community. They are not welcoming you. Well, That's, that's just that, the fact.
4: But that's the part that kind of blows my mind, Tudor, is this is a pretty loose show. But I, and I always joke about how stupid the world is. But the world is really dumb, okay? Because what you're dealing with in Hamas, okay, is you're not even dealing with people, okay? If you're willing, because they didn't go attack a military base. This, you know, they were attacking civilians, okay? Those are not people who can be reasoned with. Those are not people who, if we just use the right pronouns, are gonna stop attacking us. If anything, they're gonna attack us because we use them to begin with
1: because you have to understand that these are people who are just dug in on a side and and if my side is dug in on these certain things then then that's how i identify no matter what they cannot think logically and i'm saying this on both sides we have people that cannot think logically about certain situations because they've decided that they are dug in on one side and so you've got these people that are like open the border because it's loving it's safe it's wonderful this is what happens where these are the types of people who come across these terrorist cells come across and they plot terror that's what they do when you fund when you give money to somebody who is the, the leading state sponsor of terror in the world, guess what? They fund terror with it. And so you you have this in the United States. These are the same people that are cheering on an open border. These are the same people that are holding up the signs that are saying LGBTQ for Muslims. And this is not – this group of, of Hamas, these are not people that are going to take care of you if you are in that community.
4: Yep. It's crazy. We're talking to Tudor Dixon and that's that's the part. It's like people are so naive. But I, I also think it, it plays into the hands of this administration because when they say something like, well, we gave them $6 billion, but it was technically in the bank, so it couldn't have had an impact on this. To stupid people, that's an acceptable answer. You go, well, it wasn't that money. As if we don't have multiple bank accounts in life. If you put $6 billion into Iran's savings account, it definitely changes their attitude towards what they do in their checking account, does it not?
1: But then these are people that are like, show me the receipt of exactly how that works. It's like, (laughs) I don't actually have to, because you can logic – again, logic comes into play. You can logically think, man, $6 billion that they don't have to spend elsewhere. And and I don't know – I've actually spoken to people who have escaped the regime in Iran, and they're not giving people humanitarian aid. That's not how this regime works. I mean – We have to start being honest and all of these careful politicians who are like, well, they're going to use it to make sure people have food and medicine. Tell the truth about these countries that are sponsoring terrorism, that are killing people. I mean, when you see these pictures of these children who have been taken from their parents and, and the parents who are wondering if they're even alive, how can you not say this is disgusting it's despicable there's no standing with this there's nobody who can stand and say well they did some bad stuff too no yeah. never
4: no it's crazy Tudor dixon on the line you know normally tutor i have you on we're making balloon animals you know there's some kind of guess the password silliness But it's like one of those days I was trying to explain to the callers every once in a while we have to do some adulting. And it's like if you can't do it today, my goodness, it's really it's tough to watch, man. Uh, I don't know how you're holding it together. I I give Sarah credit for that, too. Is, Is Sarah your port in the storm?
1: Sarah is wonderful. But I mean, honestly, we have been gathering together with our community here. We've been praying for Israel. We have a large Jewish community in the state of Michigan as well. And those folks are very active out there on X or Twitter, whatever we're calling it these days. They're very active. And I would just tell people, follow those folks, find out what they need, what they're asking for, because they're very connected to folks back in Israel and they they they're helping them. They're doing anything they can to get them aid or find out what they can do for families here in the United States. But it's important that right now we are actively supporting the state of israel
4: a hundred percent and and as you say that i'm sitting here on my tv screen they're having a pro-palestinian protest in Times square right now ah just get out of a blue city i mean really Um, when you get off the air i'm gonna have fox move our headquarters so if if you if you liked flying to new york i'm sorry you might have to meet me in florida going forward okay
1: i was gonna say michigan's beautiful (laughs) Oh, to always
4: always hustling for the michigan people give yourself credit (laughs) Even in the midst of me relocating Fox headquarters. Good does. Well done. Good, rec- It wasn't much of a recruiting pitch. You just said it was beautiful. I mean, you could have took it a step further. Something about tax-friendly policies, well, yeah, but you probably don't not, have those.
1: It's not really blue, but we do have red, a lot of red cities. Most oh. of Michigan is actually red. So you should come out. It's beautiful. We have wonderful weather three months out of the year.
4: (laughs) Listen, I loved performing in Michigan, except there was this one crazy woman in the green room
3: afterwards.
4: (laughs) And it wasn't you. It was your mom. But that's another story for another time. Uh, Tudor, we love you, pal. Stay safe out there, okay?
1: Thank you. You too.
4: Be well. The great Tudor Dixon says Fox should relocate to Michigan. I mean, anything's better than New York. This is embarrassing. Okay, there's two things going on. I'm sitting here doing the radio show. And of course, you know, we have, I don't know, two, four, six, eight, 10, 12 TV screens in this studio that shows me what's going on around the world. You know, so if there's big breaking news, you don't miss it. Or you're talking during a live broadcast. You know, so you got the stock market, you got CNN, you got MSNBC, CNBC, you got Fox, you got Fox Business, you got Fox Weather, you got all this going on. So I'm sitting here on two different, you know, on two different screens, breaking news Hamas now threatening to start executing hostages. Then on the other screen, I've got pro-Palestinian rally in New York City. Like, in what world would you want to show your face right now? And again, I understand that not everyone in Palestine supports Hamas. But the only thing you're supposed to be saying in this moment, as innocent people in Israel were attacked, children were killed, women were killed, raped, killed again, it's horrific. Okay, I'm not even watching these videos. I can't process them. Okay, it's horrible. I know what's going on. It's part of the job that I have to, you know, discuss this stuff and be well-versed on it before I get onto the air. But my God, the barbarians that are over there right now. And the idea that some people, because of their own political posturing, can't just outright condemn it and throw their support behind the Jewish community because we need to have a side. Okay, guys, sometimes there's not a side. Sometimes there's just evil. You know, evil did what it did in Israel. It doesn't need a side from there. What well, you could do, oh, Israel's policies, great. That's how you feel. Okay, but did any of these innocent people killed, influence, or implement those policies? No. These so mothers and daughters and fathers and brothers and nephews and cousins and aunts and uncles. People partying at a rave, dead. People sleeping in their homes, hit with missiles. okay. These people didn't enact those policies. So whether you agree with them or not or anything in between, what you're witnessing is just pure evil. But we've gotten to this place now where we're so far gone as a people that instead of just processing it, like imagine on 9-11, there was no yeah, but. You know what I mean? They knocked down the World Trade Center. There was no one getting on cable news going, yeah, but, I mean, you're like, hey, jackass, 2,000 people are dead. Nobody wants to hear, yeah, but. But we've got an attack in Israel right now, based on their population, 7 million people in Israel. Okay? 7 million. We've had an entire Israel cross our southern border under the current president. Biden is such a disaster. But totally. But so is the media that props him up. The media that gives you, in the face of the worst attack in Israel since the Holocaust, in terms of attacks on Jewish people, you've got a media... You've got elected Democratic officials giving you a yeah, but. Okay. Here is Ayman uh, Moidelin on MSNBC, clip 19.
8: So the, the Abraham Accords did not bring Israel the peace Correct. that Israelis wanted to bring. It brought them some business. It brought them some business. business it brought deals them tra- with. Again, important stuff. Yep. But if you're trying to solve a problem that has yep. now persisted for the better part of a century, and you're trying to do it the same way over and over and over again, it is, by definition, insanity. And what we're seeing today are very deadly consequences of failed policies, failure on the American administration's part to change course, to take a different course of action with how it deals with the Palestinians and the Israelis, failure on Israel's part, failure on the region's part, to not be able to say, this is an issue that matters. Garbage like you just makes me
3: sick.
4: Okay, the only thing you're supposed to say when Hamas terrorists murder a bunch of women and children is that is awful— We condemn it. Full stop. There's no yeah, but. Okay, Israel was not flying into Palestine during a holiday and killing a bunch of innocents. Okay, and believe me, they have their disagreements with Palestine. Okay, but nowadays, because everything needs to have a side... Uh, You know, Republican policies with the Republican policy, the Abraham Accords did is it got other Arabic nations. It normalized relations with Israel. So people who would normally want to blow Israel off the map too, now started to recognize them as a viable trade partner, as someone you could interact with in a positive way on behalf of your people. It was ultimately boxing out Iran. Seeing that they were the biggest state sponsor of terrorism in the world, most people who run Iran run countries want to run them safely. If you are leadership in Saudi Arabia, you know you have a far greater chance of maintaining your leadership and your prosperity if your countrymen feel safe. So they did want to ostracize and minimize Iran. They supported the pressure that Donald Trump put on them. They supported the fact that we got out of the Iranian nuclear deal and, and stopped giving them billions of dollars in assets that they could then redirect to attack us and our allies. Okay, Biden got back into office, reversed course on all of this. And when MSNBC gets on TV and says, ah, the policy's Israel, okay, they're just looking out for Democrats. They're just looking out for their own political ideology. But the fact that they really don't have that empathy and that consideration for the people being attacked in real time by just animals in Hamas, it really is disgusting.
6: I'm sick and tired of all this bullshit.
3: You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
4: There it is. Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. Reachable to you. The listener. The Fox Across America. At 888-788-9910. It is Monday. Uh, Are you going to see me anywhere near your TV tonight? The answer would be no. How about tomorrow? The answer would be no. It's a war time. Uh, It's a terrible time. It always, listen, selfishly, I'm always sad when I'm not on TV because it means people are dying. Okay? Obviously, I like to be on. It's fun. Keep you entertained. Thankfully, we still get a chance to do so on the radio. But it's always a bad time in the world when you don't see me on TV. I'm not saying that from a place of arrogance. I'm saying that because this is one of those weeks where it's a lot of war correspondence and a lot of, you know, foreign policy experts and a lot of people with military backgrounds because we've got a full-fledged war going on. OK, Israel's talking about as many as 100,000 troops on the ground in Gaza trying to get their hands on these hostages that Hamas is now threatening to execute. And uh, it is a really perilous time out there in the world and you know we kind of pride ourselves on this show of being that port in the storm a place where you can kind of blow off some steam as serious as the world is you don't have to take yourself serious on this show and that's still going to be the case but it is a mess out there uh the only thing I will tell you is come Friday we are shooting my stand-up special at the Paramount and we will be ready to throw the fastball you know the one thing about stand-up That kind of drew me to it is for a lot of people, this is how we process heavy news. It's a lot of people who laugh at tragedies as a means of taking the power away from them. I mean, the thing that made me want to be a comic is living in New York City right after 9-11, as unfathomable as it is now, every single comedy club in the city just blocks from ground zero – We're down on stage telling jokes about the tragedy, not the victims, but the things going on in the news and the dirtbags who did it to us and everything in between because they were using comedy to take the torment away from what they were feeling. And that's what we'll be doing this Friday at the Paramount. So buckle up, girlfriend. Back after this. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Going to get back to your calls in a minute. 888-788-9910 if you want in, And here is Florida Representative Michael McCall talking about who is behind all of these attacks. Clip 15.
0: We do know that Iran is behind this. They have financed this every step of the way. And they've trained uh, these terrorists. Uh, this must have been planned for months to strike on the 50th anniversary of Yom Kippur. Uh, you know the war in 1973, um, and um, and that's uh, very evident. I'm also concerned about the six billion dollars in lifted sanctions that have now gone into Iran. I don't think it uh, played a part in this uh, event, but it certainly could play a part in any future uh, terror activities. It
4: was Texas Representative Michael McCall, uh, who is telling you the truth. Okay, Te- you know when it comes to Iran. Okay, and it comes to the type of money it would cost to do this. Iran funds Hamas. This was a coordinated attack that cost tens of millions of dollars to execute. Okay, and you understand it was done on the anniversary, the 50th anniversary of a Jewish holiday. Okay, a holiday set aside to mark another terrible tragedy there in Israel. But understand, okay, we keep giving money to the people who do this because this is the Obama-Biden doctrine, okay, and that's why we find ourselves where we are, okay? That's reality. That's not like a, a Republican point, some Fox News guy trying to get you all jazzed up, okay? That's not my job, man. That's not what I do. Okay, I'm getting ready for a stand-up special Friday at the Paramount. It's exciting. It's a big deal, Okay? And that's where, you know, my energy is right now. But, you know, when it comes to talk radio, you got to play the teams on the schedule, okay? And right now the team on the schedule is a terror group. And to be honest with you, it's a lot of people in the media that are trying to distance the Democratic Party from their culpability in funding this terror group. That's the frustration. Here's your Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, okay, saying there's no evidence that, you know, this is directly linked to Iran— Okay, but in
5: the same breath, he says, but, you know, Hamas can only operate with Iran's support. Here it is, clip seven. Iran uh, and Hamas have a long relationship. Uh, Hamas wouldn't be Hamas without the support it's had for from, from many years from Iran. In this moment, we don't have um, anything that uh, shows us that Iran was directly involved in this attack and in planning it or in carrying out, but that's something we're looking at very carefully, and we've got to see where the facts lead.
4: I mean... This is ridiculous. Okay, we got to see where the facts lead.
5: They know where
4: the facts are. Okay, he said it in the opening sentence. Hamas wouldn't be Hamas without the support it's had for many years from Iran. Okay, now he knows that to be true. Hamas can't function without Iran. Yet we gave money to Iran. That's Use your common sense. Guys, this is so basic. So basic. Okay? Is it a complicated situation in the Middle East? Yes. They've been at war forever. Okay, they want to blow Israel off the map. Okay? I, I get it. Okay, Israel has every right to self-defense. Okay, Hamas, these people do not value life. They do not give women and children a pass. These are disgusting barbarians. But understand... This is very simple stuff. Getting past the complexities of this situation. If someone sponsors terrorism, you shouldn't give them money. I think he's got a point. That's it. It's very basic. This is not a complicated point. It's not a profound point. It's not a, wow, I didn't think of that myself type of point. It's one of those points every single person listening knows. Okay, if somebody sponsors terrorists... You don't give them money. Okay, if you have kids, you're like, Mom, can I have 10 bucks? I want to go get pizza with my friends. You're like, yeah, go get pizza with your friends. But if every time you give your kid 10 bucks, he actually hands it to a terrorist who builds a bomb, at some point, you're going to stop paying for pizza night. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. That's just reality. Okay, it's time to stop paying for pizza night if that's what the end result is going to be is a tax on our allies. But we know that to be the case. And now they're trying to pretend, well, you know, they didn't technically have this money. You know, it was in the one account. There's no evidence they withdrew it from that account. No, they didn't have to. That's the point. Look at it no differently than savings and checking. Okay, you got 500 bucks in your checking account. You're probably not going to spend a thousand bucks. Check's not going to clear. But if somebody puts $6 billion in your savings account, guess what? You're going to play loose ball, at least a little bit looser, in the checking account. You get it? You're absolutely right. But they're over here trying to, no, we don't know. I mean, how would we know? We don't understand. And then to make it worse, Worse than us financing this, okay, worse than our energy policy, bankrolling this inadvertently, is the fact that we got people in New York City that are out there protesting on behalf of Palestine. It is disgusting right now. I'm going to walk out of this building on a day when as many as 900 people have been murdered, okay, 2,000 people have been wounded. I'm going to walk out in a sea of people who support that this thing happened. What the? I don't know, but in a world where my country, my town, is already filled with people who support the terrorists, there is no world where we should be letting people cross the southern border right now. Yet that's exactly what we're doing. It's it's disgustingly stupid. Ezra's down in Atlanta, Georgia.
5: Yo, Ezra! Uh, I would say good afternoon, but it's horrible. I mean, to your point, Jimmy, I think Ray Charles to this day can see the connection to Iran. (laughs) And I grew up in Connecticut, New York metro area. And I've got, you know, people with the name Ezra, people think I'm Jewish. We were Quaker way back then. But I grew up with a lot of Jewish kids. And some of them are still the same thing. They're pro-Palestine. It blows my mind. And then I'm seeing even the premier of China came out against it or, you know, committed enemy is against it. It's just, it's horrifying. My mouth is dry and clenching my teeth. I can't cope with it. So
3: we've got to extinguish them.
5: The only other comment is it'd be like if the Boston Mafia invaded Montreal and we blame... The Montrealese. It's just it's not a state. It's just terrorists and thugs and sickos.
4: Yep. That's not it. No, it's crazy. You make you make good points, though. I mean, I grew up on Long Island. I have so many Jewish friends. The I, I, it, unfathomable to me that in the wake of a terror attack, you don't just get universal condemnation. You get. Yeah. But I mean, it's sick to think that's where we are right now. Uh, but that is that is where we are. Uh, and it doesn't get better until you get strength back in the Oval Office, because what Biden's Absolutely. doing, you know, it's very weak. But you get it. And you thank do. you. And hang in there, brother. I appreciate you, All Ezra. Right, Ezra, yep. always, a, always a solid call. telling it like it is, man. The idea that you're sitting here. I mean, where I, I am in Times Square, guys, Fox News headquarters in New York City, just blocks from Times Square. OK, the streets I would walk through if I wanted to take the train home tonight, which I ain't doing. Pro-Palestinian <laughs> protesters. Gays for Palestine. That's the banner they're holding up. They're crazy. Okay, if you were gay there, they would throw you off a bridge. You're like, "Yeah, hey, gays for Palestine. And they're like, wait, what was that? That's what we're dealing with. Okay, but so many people, so many people are just, they're just Dumb. Uh, they've been duped into a lot of positions that sound empathetic. Well, you know, Israel's has been doing bad stuff to these people. What are we talking about here? People are trying to blow them off the map. And understand, anyone willing to attack women and children is a barbarian that can't be reasoned with. There is no diplomacy. There is no two-state solution. That's what Biden supports, two-state solution. So, oh, so I get it. So in addition to all the funding that we're already giving Palestine, we now give them an Air Force? Tactical nuclear weapons?
3: That can't be good. Like,
4: what are we talking about here? A two-state. Yeah, give them their own full-fledged military. That's what you got to do. I mean, this is stupid. But part of the complexities of right now involve being able to navigate a terrain that is awash with stupid people whose emotions are their facts. And because everything is a branding exercise, you now have every big Ivy League school, places like Harvard, even non-Ivy, like Northwestern, tweeting their universal condemnation of Israel. Oh, this is Israel's fault! What's going on over there? I promise you, whatever you think of leadership, No one in Israel was like, hey, if you could just blow up a rave full of our people and kidnap a couple of kids, we'd appreciate it. And nothing Israel was doing was resulting in the blowing up and kidnapping of innocent Palestinians. Okay, they are very much the adult in the room in this situation. Okay, Hamas now claims they're open to discussions over a truce with Israel, according to the latest reporting. they better be. Okay, because, you know, if push comes to shove... They got a big problem. They got a really big problem, okay, because they have awoken the bear over there in Israel, where, to be clear, Israel deals with all kinds of provocations, but missiles just breach their Iron Dome, something that would not be possible unless they were getting help in Hamas from a larger state. Yet you get people getting on TV in the White House being like, yeah, we don't know how they did it. That is a lie. They know how they did it. They know who they funded, and they know what the end result was. And yes, at this point, they are, of course, crunching the political numbers when it comes to how this will affect them and going to great lengths to distance themselves from any culpability given that they funded Iran. But I played this clip earlier today. Here is John Kirby back on September 13th. Okay, He was on CNN, and they were trying to make the case that Iran wasn't going to take the money we gave them and spend it on terrorism.
0: People aren't buying it, CNN, you dumb bastard.
4: But seriously, here is Kirby trying to make that case, but he inadvertently drops the ball and admits what we all know to be true. Okay, if you give Iran money, they're only going to do one thing with it. That's what they do. Here it is, clip 14.
0: You insist the Iranian regime won't touch the $6 billion of Iranian funds being unfrozen. But isn't it true that this frees Tehran up to spend more on other nefarious goals, like supporting terrorism and boosting its nuclear program?
2: Well, to the degree that they
4: continue destabilizing activities, and, and it's you know I, I can't predict what they'll do going forward here, uh, but we already uh, have pressure in place on, on Iran,
2: both through sanctions and through our military presence in the Gulf region. We won't hesitate to take additional actions as we see further destabilizing activity by Iran. What
5: would
4: you do with the brain if you had one? I mean, a good question by Wolf Blitzer. You insist the Iranian regime won't touch the money. But isn't it true that this does free them up to spend more money on other nefarious goals? Well, to the degree that they continue destabilizing activities, and it's, you know, like I can't predict what they're going to do, but if you can't predict what they're going to do, why the fuck? Are you giving them the money? I
3: think he's got a point.
4: Oh, we don't know what they're going to do with it. We're just going to give them the money. Do you get it? Guys, I, I, it hurts my brain. I went to community college. I didn't even pay attention. I did nothing. I didn't even study. Going to community college is a genius move, okay? You get transferable credits to a larger school without being indoctrinated into two years of hating America. Okay, if you go to community college, you are a genius in life because you got a leg up on everybody else who has these gargantuan student loans. It is a smart move to go to community college, but you got to apply yourself a lot more than I did. Okay, I learned most of what I learned later in life when I was forced to learn it as a cab driver who was, I mean, really busting my ass to get by, man. Oh, gosh. Like, really rough. People talk about not having money in the bank. I didn't have a bank, dude. I had a Nike shoebox raising a baby. How about it? Oh, good times, though. We had fun. But the point is, when you get out there and you fight that level of ground war, okay, and, you know, you do persevere through— I was driving a cab, and I really learned from people I'd pick up at the airport from around the world, real perspective, just on how good we had it here, just how unlucky we were to be here. And saw how destructive what globalism ultimately is for every country that embraces it from the standpoint of— We're stepping away from American exceptionalism, and we're doing what a lot of the European Union did, which is throwing the doors open to everybody who wants to come in the name of tolerance and inclusion, disrespecting the value of our actual citizenship, putting the people who came here legally at the back of the line so we could accommodate the people who came here illegally because they stressed our resources, created a pressing need, but ultimately now had the ability to get anybody who wanted to get into our country into our country. Okay, you can't. You can't emphasize enough just how stupid our policies are. You have a regime that funds people who want to blow us up. Why? Because that regime itself wants to blow us up. But Iran doesn't want to launch a direct attack on America because we'd wipe them off the map, assuming we had the right leadership in there. So what do they do? They go out and fund it through proxies. We're giving money to people who want to blow us up. And in this moment... We have Americans who wouldn't even be allowed to exist in their society freely. Okay, supporting a society that wouldn't have them. You dig? Okay, but that's the moment we're in right now. You've got uh, Kirby speaking on behalf of the Pentagon. Well, yeah, we're going to give them money. Uh, We don't really know what they're going to (laughs) do. There's no reason you can't give them money. That's crazy. Okay, and I'm laughing because it's a coping mechanism. Because, you know, everybody else listening to the show right now is on the verge of snapping.
3: I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! It's the show that never hits the books. I love the poorly educated. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It's a
4: good day. To recognize your American privilege. People talk about white privilege. Or check your privilege. But if you live in this country, you have the ultimate privilege.
3: Freedom!
4: But it is under attack around the globe. People crossing the border right now. Whew. What you got to do, for real, okay? Because we do have elections in this country. We're a ways off from 2024. You know, about 13 months out from that election. Uh, which will be the biggest election of our lifetime until the next election. That's how this works now. They just get bigger (laughs) given the circumstances. It's so crazy. But the truth is throw parties out the window, and you really got to look at candidates and and really, based on your own instincts, forget about wanting your party to beat the other party. You got to look at the people you're going to vote for, and you got to go, does he mean it? And you're going to get a lot of them wrong because they're politicians. At the end of the day, they're going to run on one thing, and, you know, at the end, they're going to do another.
3: That's just how white folks will do you.
4: Well, to be clear, that's how some black folks have done us too, in the Oval Office. Don't be thick, all right? Okay, Obama is yet to speak out on what is going on in Israel right now. Okay, Obama, who knows? You know, he, there's some egg on his face here. He doesn't want to admit it. Okay, but they gave the biggest state sponsor of terrorism in the world. $50 billion, access to $50 billion in cash assets in return for their word that they wouldn't enrich uranium. Now, of course, Iran didn't comply with that deal. Of course, they continued to sponsor terrorism and chant death to America. So he's in a tricky situation, you know, because he's wondering if, oh, I don't know, maybe the media is actually going to criticize him, depending on what he says. The truth is he's fine. I'm not going to say a word. Okay, they love Obama. He's their guy. He can't do anything wrong. But this is where we as Americans have to hold leadership accountable, regardless of whether or not they're in our party. The press doesn't do it anymore. Okay, we should have been collectively outraged when Obama gave them $50 billion. But the media told us it was awesome. So everybody was like, oh, this is great. Okay, the media is looking out for our candidate. We'll all be better off in the the long run because we got the media on our side. Now, the media paved this road, and now we've got Hamas driving on it with help from Iran. It really is disgusting.
5: But the show's over. Be a Republican, be a Democrat, don't be a.